In Valencia, we decided to take a risk and stay outside the city center in the old fisherman's district by the beach. You are listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with wanderlust. Thank you for listening to the Travel FOMO podcast. I am so glad you found us. My name is Jamin Houghton, and I am here with my wife and travel companion and beach lover, Hillary. Mm, travel companion, beach lover, yes, for sure. <laughs> and we are kicking off our new season. Last week was San Sebastian. This week, Valencia, as we make our way through Mediterranean Europe. Oh, my goodness. The Mediterranean. It gets me really hopped up. I love it. <laughs> Is there anything that you would rather do than go to the beach? I mean, honestly, I I have a hard time because when we're in beachy places, I just want to be at the beach and I don't even want to sightsee. Right. I like want to be at the beach. And so that's a hard one for me. I yeah. really, I really think I get more out of things if I do stuff other than sit at the beach but I really enjoy just being at the beach yeah uh, you definitely love going to the beach being at the beach and for you going to the beach is like an all-day thing too if you had it like your way yeah you would get up go to the beach and people would just bring you your meals and you would stay on the beach the entire day yes it makes it sound like I'm a resort kind of person, but I'm totally down with also, I love resorts, but also just packing an ice chest and all the drinks you need and all the food you need or bringing <laughs> money to like have, you know, grab something to eat on the beach. But yeah, I'm like all about it. Like my idea of going to the beach, same with snow skiing, our family, <laughs> like it's like it's not like something you do for part of a day or for an hour or so. It's like the thing you do for the whole day. So it's like when I say, hey, and maybe Thursday we could go to the beach. I mean, the only thing we'll do on Thursday is go to the beach. <laughs> right. So yeah. That's pretty funny because you're not exactly that way. You can get totally, you can get just enough and thoroughly enjoy the beach with mm -hmm. just a little bit. Yeah, I enjoy the beach. I like going to the beach. But after, like after a little bit, I'm kind of like, okay, what, what, what? <laughs> What's next? And I also burn a little bit easier than you. So oh, right. without some kind of shade, more than half a day at the beach is dangerous. Yeah. Well, that's interesting you say that, too, because all of the European beaches, there's not a ton of tree coverage yeah. or anything like that or, or palm trees that much either. It's like you are just out in the sun. Yeah. It's just out there baking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we did find probably our favorite beach of Europe in Valencia, like definitely one of the top ones. Yeah. It was amazing there. We uh, went to Valencia after San Sebastian. So we went to some pretty cool beaches in San Sebastian. So great. If you missed that episode, make sure to go back and catch it. Um, had so much fun there. It, San Sebastian was probably our top destination in Spain. I would agree. Yeah. Like our favorite place, you think? Yeah, I think so. And like definitely way up there overall. Yeah. And a huge recommendation. Like when people ask, where should I go? If you're going to one place, I would say go to San Sebastian. Like, yeah. It's, it's hard to get there. Mm -hmm. So that makes it a little tricky. But if you're just wanting to go to one spot and it be amazing, 
like the food, the culture, the beaches, the weather, all of it. San Sebastian just knocks it out of the park. Yeah. I feel guilty for saying that on the Valencia episode, <laughs> but Valencia is also awesome. And so we've got some really... It, just, it was just interesting. Like the the place we stayed at with it was interesting. The yeah. downtown area was so interesting. Like there was just a lot of interesting things about it. Yeah, you you definitely felt in Valencia like like this is cool. We're on a really cool trip. Yes, here in Valencia, like, and it took a long time to get to Valencia from San Sebastian because we traveled across almost all of Spain north to mm-hmm. south like quite a quite a bit of it and it took like eight hours yeah by train a lot. that's a long it's a long time and um the trains were nice like and everything was running on schedule there weren't any delays or anything like that it was just a long ways just, to go Spain is really big yeah <laughs> <laughs> and there was not a ton to look at most oh, of the right. way like it was like okay we're gonna listen to some podcasts and it's almost deserty in yeah. some places some of the landscape was yeah but and we even got there like even despite it being like an eight hour travel day we left really early and we arrived like even before the airbnb was scheduled to open yeah we did get we did make it a little early um we weren't sure how long it would take us to get from the train station to our actual Airbnb, but um, we ended up navigating it to where we were able to get at a stop fairly close. And so we walked over to the Airbnb. The host was very nice and let us in early. Yeah. And the Airbnb was pretty incredible. Oh my gosh. Talk about like local vibes. Yes. Yeah. So we decided for Valencia that we would stay outside the city center. Which, if you wanted to stay in the city center in Valencia, it would be amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful city. So, there was nothing wrong with the city center. We just wanted to try something a little different. Yeah. And so, we stayed in what used to be the old Fisherman's Village part of the city. Which was also close to the beach. So, yes. wasn't sad about that. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was, it was very close. Beach access and part of the city that was just sort of older and a little more I don't know that authentic is the right word but more local so less less traveled less tourists things like that and more locals they the restaurants around there and the bars around there were frequented by locals it was very much a part of the city that was off the beaten path and it was like very lived in. You felt like you were in somebody's neighborhood. There's yes. like the local pharmacy and the grocery store and it's mm-hmm. all right there. And you could definitely tell that like people reside here. Yes. And if you if you were to look at the streets, you might go, uh, that has potential to be a little rough. Mm-hmm. But if you look closer, you would notice that there's no trash. No trash like, at all. Extremely clean. Yes. Um, everybody there really cares about their homes and their neighborhood. Everyone there is super friendly. I never felt unsafe and right. we walked around all hours. It was amazing. And the, the place we stayed was a, an old fisherman's house. It was over 90 years old. Yeah. They had completely restored it and it was incredible. Yes. Tile, like tile floors, tile, um, up the walls like four and five feet up the walls 
all around the entire place. Like, so through the living room, through the bedroom, the kitchen had been completely redone and was like brand new and beautiful. They have a little courtyard sort of patio area with, um, trees and plants and a lot of greenery so you had this amazing outdoor space yeah that was right off the connected to the living room and to the kitchen so it was kind of this half square around it and that also let in a ton of natural light yeah um it was just a beautiful place like the carpentry built-in cabinets and doors and things like that was so specialized and so unique yes that it was just just incredible. Yeah. Well, and if I may elaborate on something you said, you mentioned tile everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I know in America, we think of tile and we think of the tile in your bathroom or something like that. Right. This was very different than that. This yes. was Spanish ceramic tiles. Oh my goodness. Like, and it would, they would create patterns and images throughout the place. It was also very colorful because that's how Valencia ceramic tile is, right? It's got Mm -hmm. that Spanish, that vibrant Spanish color. So imagine, you know, you walk into these doors and there's these two wooden doors that are as old as the building. I'm nearly certain they were crazy (laughs) old. You had to be really careful with them. And you open these two wooden doors and then you walk in and it is just the most intricate tile work everywhere. Like up to eye level. It's just tons of it all over the floor. The bathroom was ornate. Everything about it was so ornate. The thing I loved about it, too, is that, like, it wasn't newly, it's not like it was newly renovated so much as newly refurbished, which I think was even one of the words you said was, like, it was made to look like its original glory. Yeah, they they really had restored it to what it was back in the day. They actually lived above, like, in the apartment above, so it was a local person which felt good too. A lot of times with Airbnbs, that's kind of the idea of an Airbnb is you're like, oh, I'm helping this local person rent out their space while they're not in it or something like that. And sometimes you can get caught up with like, oh, this Airbnb is actually just owned by this business and it starts to feel really corporate. Yes. And that doesn't feel as nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this one um, was the the whole vibe that you're going for. Like the person who owns this lived upstairs. He had done the work. And when he walked us through, he was really proud of, yeah. of how they had restored it. It would have been easy to just get the thing and go back in with like Ikea everything and make this rental space. But he didn't. He took the time and the effort and the money to restore it to what it was. And it was so special because of that. Yeah, for sure. You could tell they put a, a ton of thought and focused effort on making it amazing. So cool. And then like the bathroom, I'll never forget, like when I was reading through the history of it and everything, the bathroom used to be just like 
a bathroom out on the patio, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And so they like moved it into something that used to be maybe the the butler's quarters or something like that. Yeah, it was almost like a little closet. It was like a little closet. I mean, it was tiny. Yeah. But they did turn that into an indoor bathroom for people. So that was like one of the big things they probably had to change, but they kept the character of it. It looked like it was original. It was beautiful. And because we were in a in a local place, uh, we got to go to the local grocery store. Yeah, so we were shopping at the local grocery store, Mercana, Mercadona. Mercadona, I think that's how you'd say that. But um, it's one of the popular grocery store chains in Spain. And this one in particular was really nice. It, it was probably the nicest one that we had seen since starting gap year yeah i like made a note of that you know because <laughs> i was like really impressed and it was big too it had like a lot of grocery stores were pretty small and this one was very big with lots of options it was yeah i remember being struck by that as well yeah and uh we bought canned fish again mm -hmm. because we knew spain was really good at their canned fish um we bought some cured ham some prosciutto um it's honestly, all that stuff is so expensive in America, but it was so cheap there. Very affordable. So yeah, crazy. Amazing. Yeah. You, like the price difference. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was incredible. Because we would get like, for one euro, we could get like some salami. Yeah. <laughs> or like one euro, we could get like some prosciutto or something. It was just, it was, that was crazy to me. Um, so we could have like this incredible spread and have like a charcuterie board for dinner and it would be like crazy cheap. Um, and that's what we did that first night, actually. Um, yeah. I even got some avocados while we were at the grocery store because, I mean, I'm from Texas and I'm a big fan. And I have avocados. I always have like one or two in the fridge. Yeah, there's like always some kicking around. At all times. It's good with everything. And so um, I was trying to eat some for, bre for breakfast and stuff. So, um, and you know, the thing I noticed and made a note of is that it was really easy to eat healthy in Spain. Yeah, yeah. So easy. And it, everything was so delicious, mm. but also everything was pretty healthy. And so much fresh fish and stuff like that and fresh produce. It was... Yeah, we ate, we ate a lot of fresh fish and um and I agree like it it felt like a treat but it was still healthy. Yeah. Um which is so hard to find. Yeah. I feel like especially in America when you have something that you like, I really like this. It's the local delicacy that everyone's like, "Oh, you got to try the this and that." And yeah. it was also healthy. <laughs> If you're listening to this, you like a good adventure. And if you like a good adventure, you might enjoy following the fights. It all started with Mars and Ashley's bold decision to travel full-time in their converted Sprinter van. Fast forward six years or so, they've seen all 50 states and backpack countries like Thailand and Guatemala. It's been one daring decision after another, and now they're braving another big adventure, building a creative retreat in the Colorado Rockies. Find out what life is like when you take risk. Follow the fights on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. We were pretty tired that day in particular. Yeah. You were really tired. Yeah, it had been a long travel day with like on the trains and everything. We had to get up early to catch the train yeah. that, that we needed to and then walking around. And so I was pretty worn out. We just decided to go to the beach 
Yeah, and which was that I mean, first evening. Perfect. Yeah, it was it was great. So we just walked along the beach for a while. Like there's this nice, like palm lined walkway alongside the beach, and the beach was massive, tons of great sand and yeah. all kinds of things going on. There's people playing volleyball, and there's people just sunbathing, people running along the beach. There was like a dance troupe out there. No, like, I was about to say there was a ton of music. <laughs> like you yeah. couldn't go very far without hearing more music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we just took a bottle of wine, went out and sat on the beach for a while and walked along and then uh, came back to the place. It was it was a great way to just kind of chill out and soak in Valencia a little bit. Yeah. Kick off our time there. And, and I mean, we didn't have much time there. We had one full day. Yeah, yeah, we were just there two nights, mm-hmm. so it was fast and furious. And we were like up and running the next morning. We yep. did a seven mile run, um, and we did a park. We we ran along. Oh man, we hit a lot of places, but we ran down a park that used to be a river. Mm-hmm. And when they like, I guess, closed up the river or dried the river dried up, they turned it into a, a long park, and so it gives you a lot of mileage, you know. Yeah. And while you can be on a sidewalk and be with within trees and all that kind of stuff and there were so many runnable places yeah walkable places tons of sidewalks gravel paths um just a ton of i don't know that we ever had to not walk on a sidewalk the whole time yeah we crossed a couple of streets because we chose to yeah but especially that river park i mean you're down removed from traffic. Uh-huh. And so, like you said, you're never crossing a street. You're out away from the noise and away from the exhaust and all of it mm-hmm. and could just run forever Yeah, in this beautiful, beautiful park. And we were even coming from and staying inside of um, or outside of the city center. Right. Which meant that, like, in a lot of cases, you know, that might mean you don't have great accessibility, mm-hmm. but they really did there. We didn't even end up using any of the public transportation, did we? Uh, not for the run. Not for, well. But we did later in the day, but yeah. Day. No, okay. we just ran to and from our uh, our Airbnb. Yeah, and we ended up hitting up a performing arts district, um, which was totally cool. Is a much different vibe, very modern, all white, Um tons of modern art and architecture and then like these crazy cool like fountain areas where like this art would come up out of the water Mm -hmm. and it was like different body parts that were massive like one or two stories tall and and they'd be reflecting on the water and depending on what angle you were looking they looked really really cool it was they looked like floating statues is the way they made them look Yes. In on top of this water, mm-hmm. which was really cool. They were also preparing for some kind of red carpet event because I remember, you know, us looking through this like little barrier and being like, oh, what's that over there? They're doing some <laughs> kind of big event later on today. But um, it was I mean, that was a really good run from my perspective. Yeah, it was it was a really cool run. Um, the weather was great for it, too. Like it was it was a little bit cool like just the right running temperature or where you could still run in shorts and stuff and uh, so much fun. Yeah. And that day we went back into the city center mm-hmm. to explore it. Well, we went to the local cathedral and we decided not to go in. Right. Um, Because it would, 
it would cost eight euro to go in and we whopping eight euro, which looking back now, <laughs> after going places like, you know, Barcelona, where it's like 30 euro to yeah. go inside a cathedral, it does, it is like, man, we should have just gone inside. Yeah, we, we should have. Um, I think we, we were just being cost, cost conscious and we didn't know much about it. And so it was like, well, you're just kind of taking a, a bit of a risk. And we had a ton of other stuff that we wanted to see. We were just there True. the one day. And so it's like, well, the time it would take and the money. So we'll just skip it. Um, but we went to the Silk Exchange, uh, which yeah. is La Lonja de la Seda, I believe is how it's pronounced in, in Spanish. But um, it's this building used to be where silk merchants would come and do their trading back and forth. And it's this building that's just amazingly beautiful. And it's a pretty building from the outside. But when you go in, it has these huge, massive columns and these marble floors with these chandeliers. It is incredible to it's see. It's so fancy. So you can go... Uh, watch the YouTube video. We have some footage from inside it. The Silk Exchange is a, something that you're definitely going to want to do when you're in Valencia. Um, it was free to enter. Um, I think they have audio guides and things like that 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 costs a little bit if you want to pay for that. But you can get in for free. Just a, a beautiful building that you got to go see. Yeah. Another thing that you're going to definitely want to do if you are in Valencia is go to the Central Market. Um, it is unlike anything you've ever seen before. It's the largest, uh, market with fresh produce in Europe. It is this amazingly beautiful building it has these huge tall ceilings that are white with red accents and so much more than a traditional market. A lot of times markets are kind of rough, but they're cool because you get to walk through and, and see everything and they've got all the little booths and stuff, but they're maybe a little worse for wear on the outside or the inside isn't that glamorous, but this market was so bright and so full of light and all of this excitement and sound and so many options for all this crazy food, all this amazing produce that you just have to go yeah. check it out. Yeah, the ceiling specifically, like mm. we've been in a lot of markets at this point and this one was you just look up and you're like, wow, especially the center point of it all was just like, whoa, the ceiling is definitely the highlight here yeah. and how beautiful it was. And then the fact that it's the biggest in Europe, I mean, like, and it's the most beautiful. It's <laughs> kind of what it felt <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah, but, for sure. And, you know, we were on a budget, but we did not, uh, we did not really skimp on trying lots of food. Yes. Yeah. We, we were going to let ourselves spend money. That's half of the reason why we run also it's like <laughs> to see the city, but so that we can consume a lot of calories. Um, because we tried a bunch of stuff. We tried horchata. Yeah. Uh, for the first time I'd never, I don't think either of us had ever had it before. Which by the way is really sweet just to like give you guys yes. like a little more information about horchata. It's, um, it's a Spanish drink. It's cold. It's, um, I, it kind of tasted like it had some coconut milk in there, but it's very sweet. So it's just kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we tried tortillas, which, uh, are not like here in America. Like when we think of tortillas, we think like Tex-Mex food and like little flat 
tortillas, but these were very different. It was almost like a potato cake. Yeah. Um, and you could get different kinds. I think you got queso, so yours had cheese in it. And they're like pie-shaped. People called them omelets, too, which was different. Yeah, yeah that, that was different, too. And uh, the one I got had chorizo in it. It was really good. Um, they're kind of like a kind of like a quiche almost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's the best way I think to describe it is as a quiche mm-hmm. because it's cut like it. It looks just like a piece, a slice of pie, but it's more like a potato quiche. Yeah. Yeah. More potatoy. Yeah. But, well, and then you had an empanada mm-hmm. where we split one with like spinach and goat cheese inside, which was pretty good. Yeah. I, I did enjoy that. that was I really like good. bought some cherries that mm-hmm. um I just love fresh cherries and my sister I totally remembered that last time I had been in Spain my sister had bought a big old bag of cherries and we had to like leave the country really fast when France had a train strike and so we were like running out of our hostel like grabbing all of our stuff and leaving and she left all of her cherries in the refrigerator at the hostel and she'd spent like a ton of money on them she's like a big old bag and she was like so bummed about those cherries and I was too I was like I know man those are gonna be good and so I got some here in honor of you Jessica so you guys if you want to listen to that episode with uh, my sister, we talk about us being in Spain, um, mm-hmm. in Barcelona. We actually got my, had my credit card stolen while we were there. It's kind of a big deal, but you can go back and listen to that, and it is in our secret season. You'll yeah. see a Spain episode there. We rounded up our food intake that day at the market with uh, churros. We did, and churros surprised me because I have always looked at churros. I haven't had churros very much. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe once before I was surprised at the chocolate I was too like I've had churros before but never dipped them in anything I think maybe in caramel a time or two but in Spain the traditional way that they're served is with chocolate and I was surprised at the chocolate as well because it's not like syrup which is what I was expecting. I was right. expecting chocolate syrup. Or fudge or something. Right. Yeah. But it's more like a pudding almost. Yeah. And the pudding was also served hot. Yeah. So the churros were very fresh, like they had just made them, so they were still hot. And then you dip them in this chocolate pudding that was also very, very hot. Yeah. Um, And that was just not at all what I was expecting. I really, really good, yeah. but not what I had anticipated. It was also very, very hot outside. Yes, it was. It's kind of funny, but yeah, there was like this little outside bar that we were like sitting at, and it was like, again, so cute because you've you've got like, it almost feels kind of like a food truck, but they've got like little, literally like ceramic tiles. Mm-hmm. Also, right here in this like permanent little bar top outside is just like wow, kind of fancy. Spain <laughs> is fancy with their. Um, ornate tile work that they do but um but then we did more beach time because hillary we went um and just so you know the beach that we're referring to is um i'm gonna try to try not to butcher this is playa de la malvaroso and i like have a long pause after that i'm not (laughs) sure if i got that right um but it's you know the one right next to where we were staying right next to the port and everything and um 
it was a much warmer afternoon that day. I do remember that. And I actually went for a swim and I remember the water was so salty. It was like a different level of salty. I was like really surprised because um, I, I hadn't actually swam in San Sebastian so I couldn't really compare it to that, but I was like, this is like super salty. Um, and I kind of wish I could compare it because mm, like yeah. San Sebastian was a different ocean. Right. They're both in Spain, but like, I feel like the Mediterranean Sea might be just like it's super like salty. And saltier. I think I did look up that up later at one point and find out that it was like crazy salty. Yeah. There were tons of women sunbathing topless and like in San Sebastian, it was a lot of like older people. Like, you know, like men, older men sunbathing nude or women sunbathing topless. But they were all older generations. But here it was like everyone. Yeah. Everyone was. And here is also where we saw people like sleeping and they would like curl up in a little ball. <laughs> kind of like um, they wouldn't really spoon each other. <laughs> But they would curl up in these little fetal positions. And it's so odd to see people in their like skimpy bikinis or something or like these full grown men curling up in these tiny fetal positions. I I remember thinking that as well. And we kind of saw it through Spain and like all of southern France and Italy, and Italy where like and it would be like on the beach or on little beach chairs and stuff. And grown men would be curled up in a little ball, like in the fetal position, taking a nap on the beach. And I had never seen anything like that. Yeah. That's so strange to me. Yeah. Um, but totally socially acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. It, you could tell like it was not a big deal, not even giving it a second thought. Yeah. But in America, you would never curl up in a little ball like that to sleep on the beach. Yeah. You're basically laying out on the beach to get sun in most of the cases, I feel like, yeah. in America. So it's, like, all about, like, how you're laying and where you're laying to get the right sun. Right. And then here they're just like, we don't really care. Like, yeah. we just curl up in a ball because we're going to spend the whole day here and we're going to take a real good nap. And <laughs> Yeah, I'm just getting comfy and taking a nap. Yeah. But I have been curious. You and I have talked about this a little bit. But I was wondering if you would talk to everyone else just about, like, What's it like to be an American male coming into an environment like that where we are not used to seeing people not wearing their clothes? You know, that's not the norm in America. Right. And as a man, is that, how do you, like, how does that feel? It feels really strange because you feel like you don't know what to do with your eyes almost. Yeah. Like there's nowhere to look. Mm -hmm. Like because it because it is everywhere and you think like, well, I'll get to my spot on the beach and then I'll just look out at the ocean. Yeah. And that and that'll be fine. But then someone will come and like sit in between you and the ocean or people will be about in the ocean and everywhere you look, there's just someone without clothes. <laughs> and it's so it it just takes you back a little bit. And. I mean, almost makes it a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you're like, I don't know. I don't know what to do other than, I guess, lay down in the fetal position and take a nap. That's <laughs> 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 like the only option. Oh, my gosh. But 
it, uh, it is, it feels really strange. Um, and is is hard to get used to. Yeah. And I'm sure if you lived there and you went to the beach regularly for a summer or so, then it, it wouldn't feel strange anymore, but it does feel very foreign and definitely reminds you like, we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto, like something different is here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, it's, it's also kind of weird being a woman, but I feel like with men you have, there's potential that you might get um, accused of a staring or something more, or, you know, that you only come to the beach to look at like naked women or something. And <laughs> right. it's like, Oh man, like I felt that burden you know, on you, like that, like, mm. oh gosh, like I bet he's like trying to figure out. Cause even I was like trying to figure out how to avert my eyes. And I'm like a woman that doesn't, um, I, I don't know. I just feel like we don't, um, there's not that stereotype as much that we're going to like stand around and stare at people. <laughs> so yeah. as like maybe a man, you know, looking out over the different women there or whatever and and that's what you're going to see a lot more of is is women going topless Mm, is you know one of the really common things but um yeah it was that was interesting and and in valencia everyone was in very close proximity too there's just a ton of people there's a lot of people yeah Yeah. for sure well our last evening after we finished up on the beach uh, we knew we only had one more night so we wanted to go out and eat some local food um we had tapas at uh, Calamar, uh, which was a local restaurant. We really wanted to get paella. <laughs> we didn't realize that paella was a lunch thing. Yeah. Interesting note. Yeah. And so we were all psyched up that like, oh, dinner tonight, we're going to have this really great paella at a place close because we're staying in the Fisherman's Village part and we'll, yeah. we'll do this paella thing. And we found that very few places served it in the evening and those that did was only on the weekends Yeah, that they would serve in the evening. And so we didn't really have that option, but uh, we did have really great food. Um, we went and had some, okay. Wine. I should just say like you had really great food, but I had some really interesting fish. Oh, that's right. And I, it wasn't good. I couldn't finish it. <laughs> that's right. Cause I had, I had a seafood salad. Yes. So my salad was nice, like with seafood. I I had forgotten that you didn't particularly care for yours. Like it was like some of the slice, the little slivers of fish that I had was like, I don't even know what it was now, but it was so dense and chewy. Mm -hmm. I like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it had to been something other than fish. Like it was like (laughs) eel or something. Like I have no idea, but it was so dense that it would be really firm to cut through. Like if you had to cut through it, well, cutting through it with a fork was like, okay, I have to work really hard to cut this. Yeah. It was like, it was intense. And the texture alone, I was like, I can't, I cannot do I cannot swallow this texture. And so, yeah, which is funny because I loved all the other fresh fish stuff that we'd eaten so that yes. was this is a little took, took me back a little bit <laughs> we just went one step too far with this one. yeah exactly <laughs> uh we went to Marantalamar um and had some white wine after just co- sort of walked around our little section of of town a little bit and wrapped up the evening that way which was really nice like the sun had gone down uh, we were getting more used to the later 
evenings of having dinner late and hanging out late as we move from northern Europe where you have dinner really early to crazy early (laughs) to and then had made the switch now and I think we were getting more acclimated to that and so it was just a really nice evening and a nice way to uh, end our end our one real day that we got to spend a full day in Valencia yeah for sure oh man I really liked it it had a lot of good vibes good energy in Valencia for sure yeah for sure. Well, and then our next stop was Barcelona, which uh, was a little further north. Mm-hmm. And so we were kind of making our way along the coast and going up, and then we were going to head back up. This is kind of as south as we got in Valencia, yeah. was Valencia. And then making our way along the coast, we like end up heading towards into Barcelona. We went to Con France, and um, we had to go back into France. <laughs> yep, one more time in France. One more time in France. Yeah, then Monte Carlo, and then kind of down along the Italian coast. Oh, there's so much good stuff ahead. Oh, my <laughs> so goodness. So much good stuff. And you can find all of that stuff um, here on the podcast. We talk about it. We also have our YouTube channel where we're putting out videos that show you the things that we're talking about. We also um, are on social media, so you can find us on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and doing all the things especially if you just don't have time to watch like a 10 minute video 15 minute video you can always just look at our feed on tiktok or instagram and you'll see a lot of fun clips that kind of give you a taste for some of this stuff so yeah when an episode drops we put some stuff out there to kind of support it so you want to check us out there and we are excited to tell you about a new way that we want to hear from you. We want to bring you into the podcast, make you a part of things. Yeah. And so with that in mind, we have an email address that you can reach out to us on. It's travelfomopodcast at gmail.com. That's travelfomopodcast at gmail.com. And you can send us uh, any information you want us to have there. But what we really would like for you to do and are requesting that you do is pull out your phone, record a little voice memo telling us about a trip you took or some travel experience you had or something that maybe our conversation reminded you of. Send it to us in an email and we'll feature it here on the show. Um, We'll be selecting some and putting them in future episodes so that your story can get out there as well as ours. We know that you have probably seen and done some crazy things that we want to hear all about. Of course, if you just have questions or um, if you have some constructive compliments that you want to give us (laughs) (laughs) or things that that we could improve upon, you can let us know through that email as well. So just reach out to us with anything you got at travelfomopodcast at gmail.com. I am so excited about that new edition. I feel like we should have done it sooner. Um, It's just going to be so nice to hear from people directly and then hopefully you guys like we don't we just want you to use the email account so whatever you want to send us send us but we love the idea of hearing your stories and being able to share your stories audibly with everyone else Um, so you can type those stories up or you can use the voice memo option to tell your story yourself and hear your own voice here on the podcast okay and that concludes all of the requests that we have for you guys (laughs) now go out and live fully because life is so short wander well